Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt, straight from rainy LA. Adam, what is the weather like in New York right now? Cloudy, fifty degrees. People are moving around. Uh, it's it's not bad, dude. It's it's people are moving around. It's it's a it's a New York City typical March nice. day. I mean, you see any celebs this week? What's going bad. on? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> you know what? I saw Sarah Silverman walking around okay. before, and Sarah was walking around without the mask. Uh, everyone's just kind of chilling. She's in town. She's got a Broadway show, but. Uh, you know, the t- people are starting to come back in and doing their kind of normal work. It's not as busy as it once was, but it's slowly people are starting to come back nice. in. As you can hear the horn. <laughs> so it's fine. You're, <laughs> you hear people are pissed off. People are ready to It's your nice go. soundproof studio you got out there in, in New York. A nice <laughs> soundproof studio. But, Dax, I'm excited for today's show. We have a friend mm-hmm. of mine, a girl who his. Uh, Made her ways in the entertainment industry, but only that recently, because before that, she was a hardcore news person working early hours in New York City. That's a lot of people got to know her. That's where I got to know her as uh, she made her way. She worked her ass off in journalism, and now it's turned into a really, really awesome role at the show Extra, where she's one of the co-hosts of the show, Jennifer Lommers, what my friend. What's, what what's up, up? Jen? So I met Adam when he would stalk uh, the celebrities outside of Fox 5. <laughs> yes. I, it's, Jen would go in and she was all, you know, it's a much different wardrobe than she has now. I mean, before she had to wear the typical conservative newswoman mm-hmm. outfit. And then all of a sudden I saw her in Miami for Super Bowl. And there she is wearing like, I was like, oh, you are young. You do dress normal. I was like, Cause, no, well, you just... You are. It's weird because you dress. You know, when you do the morning news shows for typical, you have to dress very kind of. Cons- you were you were young and cool and hip, but yeah, but not up. normally was, for Fox, rule, right? There was a rule. You know that's the the rule was you could either show one of two things. You could either show your arms or you could show a little bit of of uh, of your chest. You can't do both. And now I'm doing both every day. So it's but that's funny because it's but it's, I feel like Fox here in L.A. has always been like. Show it off. Because, like we had, you know, what? Jillian Barbary was on the news for so long, and she was walking around in like the shortest dresses, boobs hanging out, tiny like legs yeah. for days, and she just made that like it's normal. Los Angeles. You gotta keep you gotta keep up with the competition, and I feel like weather weather forecasters they they can pull that off way more than news people. Yeah, can. that's probably true. Well, it's funny because like Jen is like you know we're roughly the same age, but I'm not gonna. This sounds terrible, Jen, but. We, yeah, I mean, you're 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 a few weeks older than me, but I actually thought you were like somehow older just because how you dressed, and I was just like, what is this? Girl? Like, it was just awkward because you see, and not just you. There's other news people that I've seen that like because they dress so, and maybe because I dress like a ninth grader, that's just how I feel. But <laughs> I I see it like I'm like, wow, she's like she's mature. She that's maybe how I'm supposed to be dressing, and then I'm like now I'm dressing like a forty year old since I was twenty. <laughs> I've been doing this for a very long time. 
<laughs> but it's funny now because now you're at Extra, which you're doing an amazing job. You're working her ass off. Well, there. Hey, and wait, now let's it's not like, get to Extra yet. I, you know her. I don't. So can we like start at the beginning? How, like, how the hell did you get into entertainment from the beginning? Like before Extra, before the news, what it's happened? It's funny. So um, I was never. I was never. I always had like a passing interest in entertainment and celebrity culture, but nothing like too much. And I've just been in news my whole life since the time I graduated from college until, you know, what, a year ago. And I had a passion for it. I love storytelling. So I got into TV. And and then, you know, Lisa Gregorich, who is the senior executive producer at Extra, she used to be the news director at my station, Fox 5, in New York. So she was visiting one day, saw me on TV, and she was like, what's your contract situation? You flew off screen. You have something. Um, you know, I, I want to see you out here. So we had a Skype call and she hired me on the spot without ever having met me in person. And it's just never done that. Yeah. How long were you in New York then doing the news? I was there for five years. Wow. Okay. Five years doing not the easiest shifts. I mean, your schedule changed pretty much every four or five months. Oh my God. So, I mean, yeah, no, like every four or five months, my whole life would, would, would change. So by the end, it, the last two years, I was hosting the morning show from 4.30 in the morning until 7 a.m. So that meant that I have to get I had to get up at 1 o'clock, um, be in bed by 7 p.m., wake up at 1 a.m., no man's land. Like, people were, like, kids were outside playing wiffle ball by the time I was, like, going to bed. Like, people were, you know, it was, like, happy hour in the summertime in New York, and you miss it all, but... You know, it was worth it because, you know, we were on, on air doing breaking news. It was fun. And, and I worked with a lot of fun people like Sukanya, Mike Woods, and all those guys. So it was great. Now, here's a question for you. All those people that you work with because you were legitimately doing, like, harder news stories, do they look at you now and go, oh, she's just doing fluffy entertainment news? I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never say it to my face, but I'm sure they do. Know. I'm sure that's what they think. Yeah. And, but, you know, and, and, and as far as like the interviews that I do in L.A., I don't conduct them any differently from what I did whenever I was a journalist, a news journalist in New York. I talk to them like they're anybody else. Um, you know, maybe at first I would get a little starstruck because it's all new and, and fun. But after a while, you realize they're people just like anybody else. And and that's it. Well, New York was like when you get to New York, though. That's the major hub. Like, was that your goal to be a news person in New York? What were you before that, or was what was your goal when you first started? Was to, I mean, and it's still, it's it still is, um, is to be on, you know, co co-hosting a, a syndicated, maybe a morning show, like a like a you know Kelly and Ryan situation, or you know, like a Good Morning America, something like that. Uh, a blend of news and entertainment and, and lifestyle stories. But yeah, that was my, that's still my ultimate goal. Um, but I always wanted to work in New York and live in New York because every time I visited there, I just, it kind of pulls you in a little bit, you know? You know that. And it gets in your blood once you're there. It's it's tough to leave. Now, really do, tough to leave. Do any of these shows like GMA or the Today Show, do they do any of their grabbing of talent from like a local news show? It's rare. It's rare. So I, I thought I would have a better chance at, at, you know, being on that kind of show if I were to be in syndication somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but, you know, that said, listen, I've only been here since August and I'm loving it. So who knows? Do you love the city or do you love the job? I love the job. 
<laughs> I'm getting difference. to love this city. It's it, it still doesn't feel like home yet. Um, I'm getting there, but and I love the weather. Obviously, you can't beat it. And you know, like we have like the beach and all that stuff. I just the first night, and I won't lie, the first night that I spent in Los Angeles in my apartment, I cried myself to sleep because it was so it was so quiet here. Um, that I'm like, I can't sleep. It's too quiet. (laughs) It's jarring. I mean, I used to live right near the West side highway. So I would hear this like, like noise all the time from cars, like just this frenetic noise that you hear all the time in New York and to move out here is jarring because it's like deadly quiet. (laughs) That is so funny. I I, I love that. Like you need noise to fall asleep. You need cars honking. Do. do they have apps online that are like, yeah. <laughs> it's like traffic apps that you could just so put you on while I've you're trying to sleep? Using? Totally. So I've been using, and this is so sad, um, to give me that like taste of New York, I've been using the white noise app, yeah. um, which has like cars in the background and <laughs> horns and people like traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. You just have like one one sound of like just homeless people going crazy, just screaming, or just some. And that's just funny people because just scream. when I go to New York, I have to put on like the fan sound on my phone so I don't hear all the shit going on oh outside the god. window. I'm like, oh my so god, amazing. how people sleep with all this crap going on outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love this. Like the bicoastal dichotomy is amazing. I always have a question for like people like when you know when you did morning news. The you know. I the hours are brutal, brutal. How do you get your body to go to sleep at 7 p.m. and start? Like, how does that become normal? What do you do to train yourself to do that? <laughs> Is it amb- yes? It's not ambient. It's not. And by drugs, I mean like you know, I I never took a sleep aid to fall asleep. I would always do like melatonin. Yeah. Or uh, was it Z-Quil? Mm-hmm. But I would drug myself to to go to sleep. It, it's impossible not to. I mean, I, these psychopaths who can fall asleep at six o'clock, I don't know who they are. You yeah. obviously don't have, you know, a blackout shades also help. Um, oh. which, yeah, so I don't know. It, it's very tough. you're and you have to fight napping and falling asleep um, during the day. You really have to fight it if you're gonna go to sleep at an early time. Like that was my biggest challenge. Is like, you know, 10 o'clock, I would get out of work. By two, I was a freaking zombie. I didn't, I, I couldn't formulate sentences. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have a coherent thought. Like I would, my body would need to go to sleep. So it would shut down. Um, so you have to fight through that if you're going to go to bed every day at six, seven o'clock at night. Did it ruin your social life? I had no social life. I had no social life. Having a boyfriend was the worst because, and I lived with him. So I would go to bed. Super early, he'd be up, you know, like playing video games or whatever he would do. Um, and and it just it, it's not conducive to a social life or a relationship. So you kind of have to like be on your own a little bit, unless you have a really understanding spouse. Um, my co-anchor Suki had two young kids at home, so she would, you know, go home two thirty. Kids would get off the bus, um, and and she would you know, burn the candle at both ends. So it was tough for her. Wow. And so how big of a change has that been now? You're at extra. You probably have much more normal hours. I mean, I, I remember extra. They yeah. still got it pretty early, but I, you know, much more normal. Adam, don't I look healthier? I'm a healthier you do. Healthier person. Yeah. Every, I mean, my skin is glowing. It's not the CBD oil. <laughs> I promise you. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a better life. It, the schedule is, 
is is different in a lot of different ways. So, you know, I get up every morning at like 630. Uh, we have our morning meeting and we do studio work from like 730, 8 o'clock until 11 or 12. So what is that entitled though, that time, that studio work? What do you exactly do you guys do for that? So Extra does a lot of, we're, we change things up completely uh, in September. So now it's more like, um, less of the the anchory intros well now we're going to go to so-and-so with this story no so we do a lot of behind the scenes stuff to show people how an entertainment show gets made um so you see like billy bush making phone calls you know he does it himself we don't have we don't rely on producers for the most part to get content um he's very hands-on so we kind of follow him around we follow you know myself around making calls whatever it might be just like it's almost like you're letting people see how the sausage is made <laughs> a little bit. Um, and all those vignettes, we call them, are shot in black and white to separate what, what happens during the studio. And so we'll, we'll also bring in celebrity guests if they have anything to promote. Um, and we do that until around 11 o'clock noon. Then we, we feed our show out at 1 p.m. to the country. Uh, and then after that, a lot of times I'll have a premiere or a junket or a red carpet that I have to go and do after that. So my days are kind of like split up. After 1 p.m., are you chilling for a little bit? Or are you, like, what are you doing? Well, I maybe I'll go home and, like, take a nap if I have a night shoot. Um, and that, yeah, that you can of do what you can. You know, I, I go home, I take care of Sophie, I'll pick her up from daycare, <laughs> and then I'll go back to work. And Sophie, her dog, by the way. Don't it's, She doesn't have a kid. It's her dog. I have a child. It's my child. Yeah. Uh, just make sure that clear. So you just go, you'll hang out. You have a little bit of free. How far you wait? How far do you live from the studio where you guys film? Like 20 minutes. Okay. So, so you have enough time West to. Hollywood, our, our studio is in Burbank. So it's 20 minutes without any traffic. So four hours with traffic. Pretty much. I have, you know what? Honestly, I haven't gotten stuck in that horrible, horrible, like rush hour stuff. I haven't yet. Oh, I know. I'm, I know it's coming. I also don't have a car or a driver's license because I lived in New York for five years. So how yeah. are you doing, getting there? Do they have a car coming and picking you up? I No. I do Uber every day. Oh, my God. Get a license, I girl. I know. When are you going to get a license? What are you doing? That's why you're so isolated. It's like I press the reset button every day and, like, I have to, you know, have these, like, stupid conversations with people. You know, what do you, and then I, I rarely tell them what I do for a living because after it, it's, it's just like you open up the floodgates. So what's the biggest celebrity you've met? Who, who's the most disappointing celebrity? What do you, you know, it's just like, it opens the floodgates to like 20 more questions that I'm like, I just, all I want to do is put my headphones in, listen to some shitty music on the way into work. That's all I want to do. So here, I'm the Uber driver. Hey, so what do you do? What do you say? I, um, I. I'm in entertainment. <laughs> oh, so you do porn? <laughs> oh, no. no. See, that would be like, what? Is, she's not telling me. I'm like, what's going on? It's so hard to like get out of that conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Because he might not even know who you are, and if you lie, you're screwed. I need an occupation. I need well, you, something. You need a, well, if you, I think you should just say, I'm a journalist, and then that's it. What, if I, could say, what if I just say, I'm a Jehovah's Witness? I'd like to tell you about um, my friend Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That'll that'll be sure to or, set up or, the conversation. Or go straight Scientologist. Oh yeah, exactly. That's there what you say. That's the go-to. I but I think you could be like, oh yeah, I um, I, I'm a journalist at an entertainment company, and they'd be like, oh, okay, like 
they're they're not going to think much then. Right. No, you'll be surprised. You it's think? like it's so vague where it's like very people are curious because I tell people I'm a journalist, and then it gets a thousand more questions. You're uh. journal- what does that mean? What do you journalist for? It's a- I can just say, listen, I'm like a, I'm a I'm an up and coming um, rap artist. I have a SoundCloud channel. I'd like <laughs> I have to a check YouTube out. show. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually funny though for me because like I saw Jen's stardom rise because she came to New York and she was just doing like. Uh, a fire extinguisher exploded on on six in the East Village in Alphabet City, and then like a couple years later, she's on buses going around New York City. So I keep sending photos of myself in front of one of Jen's buses, and and now and then all of a sudden I would see her social media rise, and now she does these Instagram lives that attracts a lot of interesting people. Oh my god, <laughs> including yourself, by the way, including yourself. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, so Adam is the biggest troll on my Instagram live sessions. He's like, he's like, listen, guys, like, DM me for feet pictures of Jen. Uh, yeah. Have you gotten DMs, by the way? I need to. Uh, I've gotten two, like, over the years. And I've done this forever. Like, I'll be like, hey, guys, all right, I'm Jen's publicist. Any questions personal, please address me. I will answer them for her. So I ask. And then I would say, hey, I got, because everyone asks for feet pics for some reason. The feet pictures are insane. Do you know that? Somebody offered me $20,000 for a, a, a picture of my feet. And then I'm thinking like, Please okay. Please tell me you cringe. sent over like, a foot picture immediately. No, I was, listen, okay. I was about to, but I was like, okay. But I feel like they at least deserve for $20,000. That at least deserves like a ring light, maybe some olive oil, like something <laughs> like a filter, like a. <laughs> Jen, I'll send you photos of my feet just to get, you know, to please this person. For, and I'll split it with you. That'd be amazing. But people just ask her, they ask her the same question over and over, and she answers every single question. That's the funniest part. She goes through every one. She's like, oh, yeah, I've been to Staten Island. Oh, yeah. That, and just answers every single person, and it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> By the yeah. way, what is it with the foot thing? Adam, are you like a foot person? I have never like I've, been like, oh, my know, God, I need to so see feet. funny. Somebody broke it down for me, and they were like, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> – there's a lot of nerve endings in the foot and very similar to, you know, wh- what, what else has nerve endings on it? Um, like a pleasure sensor, if you know what I'm saying. And the only difference is that it's more taboo. You can't like feet. It's taboo to, to be into feet. So there's this whole underground culture of people who are into foot play, foot play. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> It's so good. It's so funny. I feel like Adam's uh, really quiet. Adam, are you into feet, bro? Dude, no. It's so funny, though. Come on. Like, it, it, it used to be like, hey, send me photos of your boobs. Now it's send me photos of your feet. And it's so good. It's you know, so you know, they have like a whole uh, like Wikipedia. What's it called? Oh, uh, my God. Wiki, it's Wiki, Wiki feet. feet. It's called Wiki Feet. I'm on it. They guessed my shoe size. I don't know how that's possible. Ow. I remember... They, I remember at TMZ, everyone would ask me to get photos of Siobhan's feet for Wiki Feet. I'm like, no, yeah. no, so wrong. Oh, disgusting, so- disgusting. <laughs> so, Jen, what do you what do you enjoying besides the weather? What do you enjoy about LA? Since you're you know you're still somewhat new there, do you do you run into celebrities all the time? I know obviously besides work, you know when you're on the red carpet, do you run into a lot of people or what? Not really. Um, you know, I've been I've been doing more hikes lately, and you kind of see cele- celebrities like here and there. But outside that, I really, you know, uh, um, no, not really. <laughs> <I've>, uh, <laughs> oh, there's so- a story. No, there's no there's story. There's a story. <laughs> no story. 
She goes to the Soho house a lot, you know? Is that that's your spot? Yeah, I do. I go to Soho house a lot. I do. How is that spot? Oh, I love it. It's the closest thing to being in New York that I've found in Los Angeles yet. Why? Because um, it's just always crowded with like sexy people. Like, I'm sorry, but like, it's true. Like, it, it, sometimes you go to these places and they're like, hit a miss. Like, I walked into EPNLP, um, which is way too young for me. And I don't even know what I was thinking. But the whole place smelled like a dirty sock. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, what? what is tonight? Like, it's just, you don't. That seems like know. it would be New York. It smells like a dirty sock. You'd be like, yeah. feeling like home. <laughs> but at least, you know, Soho House is a lot more civilized. You can't take pictures. So, you know, it, it's fun. Do you see a lot of people at Soho House when you're there? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the biggest name you've seen there? Oh, I mean, look, I see a lot of my friends there. I really haven't seen it. Oh, I saw Camila Cabello That's and Sean Mendes. Okay. And do they just, do people bother them there or no? They're just kind of like left alone. It's chill. It's kind of like an unspoken rule. You don't really. Yeah, everyone everyone is there because they've been vetted or whatever. Um, it's like the Raya of, you know, uh, meeting places. So it, it's it, you're you're somebody if you walk in there like you've had meetings, um, you're there for a reason, whether it's like they need you or they think that you can bring somebody in who's cool. Um, it's all just like a dog and pony show. You know what I mean? So so now that you've been out here, you've been interviewing all these celebs. Which celeb did you interview for like a second time and they remembered you and it was like, holy shit, like so-and-so just remembered oh, who I was. Yeah, um, Jamie Foxx. Uh, Jamie Foxx is such a cool guy. Um, so at the Super Bowl, so every, I've, I've interviewed him maybe three times. And, and each time we just like have like a funny thing. And at the Super Bowl, um, when we were trying to go and get celebrity interviews outside the suites, he was so cool. He was like, he's like, just come back when the game's over. He's like, and and I'll. He cleared out his celebrity suite. He was like, literally kicking out <laughs> other celebrities <laughs> so we could go in and bring a camera in and talk to him. It was he, he's a good guy. Um, outside that, yeah, I mean, like Clint Eastwood. I I I knew I've known Clint for a long time. Um, he remembered me because I sat down with him for a junket and a red carpet. Who else? Uh, Charlize remembered me. Uh, yeah, I, a lot of them. Is it cool for you? Is it surreal? Like, do you like, oh my, like you feel like you're in the game? Like, oh my God, I'm in the business. Yeah, I know. I know. Who's the most interesting person? I'm not saying the nicest, but who's the most interesting person? Like, you're like, man, I wish I could spend more five minutes where they were just pick their brain. Like, you just feel like they're, they're, they're just, you're very curious about them. Um, i curious about them. I would say... Probably, you know who you know who I love interviewing the most is Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Did her. You? I love her. I could I could I could talk to her for hours. Like she's just so entertaining and she's so real and she's an open book. Like she has nothing to hide. She just is who she is and you know she makes no bones about it. Like I I interviewed her on the red carpet um, for the Knives Out premiere and I was like, what are you wearing? You look beautiful. And she was like. I, I, I don't know what I'm wearing. She's like, can you check my tag? Check my tag. <laughs> so we were like on the red carpet checking her tag. She She's just a really down to earth, you know, real person. That's funny. And what about, what's Billy like? I've never actually met Billy. I, I've seen him at the Emmys. I've seen him like crossing, but I've never actually met Billy. What's he like? Billy is awesome. Uh, Billy is like my brother now. Billy Bush. Uh, yeah. Bill Bush. He's, he's fantastic. He's, you know, 
I didn't know what to, I, I didn't really pay too much attention, like whenever he was at the other outlets. So I didn't really know that much about him in the first place. But um, once I get to, got to know him, he's very, he's very smart. He's very hands on. Um, he likes to do all the calls himself. He likes to, you know, he's, he is a true managing editor at Extra. So like he stacks the show from top to bottom. Uh, a lot of the ideas and the fun stuff that you see are driven by him. Um, he he definitely leads the show, and and he's also super funny and super witty. And I and I don't know how he he you know comes up with it. He he's self admitted he has horrible ADD, so he makes me wish that I had it actually. <laughs> yeah, is it um you know. The schedule right now, you, you do the junkies every night. After you see do the red carpet, do you actually see the movie or do you just like screw it and go home? Um, it, it depends. If I'm doing a junket, you kind of have to see the movie. Um, I, I recently did the Westworld junket. Uh, I, first of all, like I, I tried to do as much research as I could on this show. It is confusing as shit. I don't know if you've do you watched. No, Westworld? I I, I have no. no desire to be honest. Oh but yeah. my god! It's like you know you need you need at least four hours and a PhD to be able to understand <laughs> <laughs> what happens on the show. And so I sat down with the cast and like I kind I kept it. I tried to keep it as generic as possible, but they definitely knew. <laughs> they definitely knew that I don't watch. I don't watch that show. Um, but yeah, for junkets for like a more intimate setting, and a junket for anybody out there who doesn't know. It's you, you sit down across from the person or the actor and, you know, you, you're given like between four and eight minutes with that person to ask about the show, about their life, whatever it is. Uh, that's much different from a red carpet premiere where like sometimes you'll have guests who come out who aren't even in the movie. Um, and you just like you do more fun, lighthearted interviews. But a junket is more based on that movie and the nuances in the movie. So that's when you really have to go and see it. Um, for a premiere, half the time I don't. Mm -mm, no. I, I think I junkets are so goddamn awkward. Have you ever had a really awkward junket interview with someone where you're just like, yeah, oh, this is yeah. not going well because you like see their face and you can tell they're not into it, but you're like, I got to keep going because I need to bring something back. Yeah. I, so I I'm friends with a couple of actors who do junkets frequently, and and they just scare the daylights out of me because they're like, we hate doing it. Uh, we, we get asked the same questions over and over again. We check out, um, and they, they just kind of primed me for panic whenever I walk into a junkie. Cause I'm like, I know that I know that you guys have a whole day full of this and I'm going to ask you the same questions that you're going to get asked a million times today. I know that you probably don't want to be here. Um, and so I'm going to try to make it entertaining without making it about myself. So I don't know. I, I, I try to keep it. I try to keep it as light as possible. Um, there have been some jokes that I've said that have fallen flat. You know, like I, one, one in particular. One person in particular who really surprised me was Eddie Murphy, and I really had high expectations. This wasn't a junket setting. This was more of a premiere. I mean, it's Eddie Murphy. Like you see him performing on stage. He's hilarious. He has so much energy. So when he walked up to me at his Dolomite premiere i was like eddie murphy and i had like all this i was like waiting for it he walks up he's like it's really good to meet you i said okay okay i'm gonna take it from about a here to down to a here i get it i get it i have to match your your 
Your energy level. right <laughs> yeah well when you do the junk is it annoying or is it feel awkward because the publicist is like on top of you over every single question and you feel like you're just, you're... that's more of a premiere setting um if you if you start to deviate if you start to ask agenda questions we call them meaning like okay you know recently we've we've asked cele celebrities about coronavirus or or harvey weinstein things like that um topics that people maybe not they don't want to talk about um then you'll have the publicist who will step in. I actually had a publicist take a celebrity away from me uh, one one day for asking a question that was off topic. Uh, so yeah, you'll you'll run that risk. Uh, and and during the junkets, you get like the rap sign, you know, like all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. two minutes, now you're done. Yeah, publicists are the biggest fucking cock blocks out there. Oh, they're <laughs> so it, annoying to it, deal with. They're the anti-publicist. They, they don't it, they ruin it they actually make their celebrity look bad because it's like oh my god i gotta be babied by this person in my opinion i i just feel like it's like dude what are you doing like answer for yourself it drives me crazy sometimes because we'll be in a line with like say access hollywood or entertainment tonight and it depending on where what your placement is in line is when you get either time with more time with the celebrity or time at all so i've been i can't even tell you how many times i've been in this situation where an ET or an access is next to us. And we're number two placement. We have fairly good placement. And you know, you're, you're, it's an award show and you're maybe like, I don't know, 10 minutes away from the show starting. And that's when all the, the big A-listers show up, of course. So, you know, you'll have like a Charlize will be, or Renee Zellweger who'll be right next to us and access or ET will just go on and on and on with them. And the publicist, they run out of time by the time they get get to us. So like they get pulled away. And I'm like, why can't the publicist disperse the time equally? That way their client gets on all the outlets, you know, but the bigger the name, the less attention they need. So I guess that's the problem. It's like, you know, you should really, in theory, you should give ET two questions, access two questions, us two questions and so on. And really like pay attention to it. Who is the biggest celebrity you've ever talked to? Uh, biggest celebrity, I've, well, Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's he's yeah. the number one. Brad Pitt has his own gravitational pull. I swear to God. I mean, <laughs> I, he he is he is a beautiful man, but he's also maybe the only celebrity that I've met recently who you, that's Hollywood. Like he is a he is a star. I agree with you. There's like an aura around him. There's an energy changes when you're around him. I agree. There is. There's a distinct energy change when he walks in the room. Most did you, definitely. Did you get nervous for that one? I got a little nervous for that one. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did because I was like, oh, man, like I really have to make a good impression. You know, uh, yeah. And that smile. Man. Is it competitive for you with the other television shows between Extra, Access Hollywood, all the other shows? Is it competitive when you guys are on the red carpet or is it weird or it is? Well, explain that. It's weird and it's competitive a lot of times um, because, you know, listen, like you're all fighting for the one person. So, you know, yeah, if you're an access or if you're an ET and you have prime placement on the carpet, unless the publicist wraps you, you're going to go on and on and on and, and see how many questions you can fit in and hope that the other outlets don't get any time because then you can call it an exclusive. Yes. There, there is definite competition. But is it just at the moment that the celebs there, like the second that everything clears out i'm assuming do you get along with the other on-air talent that 
from these other yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all we're all in the same boat. So we're all we're all pleasant and like, you know, and nice to each other. Um, like Jason Kennedy and I have gotten to be like buddies on the carpet because we're always for the award shows especially, we're always together. Um, yeah, and you see the same people over and over again. We are friendly with the other producers, the other talent. But you that said, you know, you're not gonna do anybody any favors. You're not. It's every man for himself once the celebrity hits the carpet. Such That's a, interesting. Such a crazy world, man. So wild. When you deal with the publicist though, is it like do you feel like they're doing it to to really protect a celebrity, or do you think it becomes a power thing for them with a lot of publicists where they just want to know that they have control? No, I think they, I think they honestly um, are protecting their their client. But that said, you know, at, at every single outlet, publicists have had issues with when it comes to one of their celebrities. And I won't name any names, but you know, I've I've been told by other people who work at like an ET or an Access, like oh, so and so won't talk to us this celebrity won't talk to us anymore because of something that happened like a long time ago that, you know, it, it doesn't even involve the talent themselves, like the, the whoever's, you know, the, the entertainment correspondent. It can be something that happened two regimes ago that the publicist is like, nope, never talking to them ever again. You know? So, yeah. yeah. So crazy. To me, I, th I think it's all power. I think that they're in a world that, their power has been lessened over time because with Twitter and social media, you almost don't need a publicist like you used to. You had to put yeah. statements out through publicists. If someone wanted to ask you a question, it had to be put through a publicist. They come to you, they respond, they put it back out. Now, if you can ask a, a question on Twitter and your star sees it and they respond, you've cut out the middleman. And right. so I think they feel like their power has been drained away from them, essentially. Yeah, and that's why I, there's there's also another component to all this, and that's cancel culture. So, you know, if if the celebrity can control the message from their social platform, then they do it, and they don't they don't want to uh, answer a bunch of questions from from correspondent gotcha questions, you know. And we all have them; we've all used them. Um, and you don't want a celebrity to get you don't want to get tongue tied on the carpet and say something that you don't mean or say something that you know, you, you are worried is going to get misconstrued or taken out of context in some way. Yeah. So that's why a lot of celebrities don't do red carpets, period, even if it's for their own premiere. Like, um, who is it? Uh, oh, here's one one run-in that I had that I just... What's his, De Niro. Hello, De Niro. Um, that was my worst red carpet experience with a celebrity. And you were there. I think, I think Glenn, you were there for that. <laughs> uh, this was at the Time 100 Gala. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years ago. And did, I didn't realize, and I was doing news at the time, I didn't know that De Niro was notoriously uh, quiet <laughs> on red carpets and does not like doing interviews. So I'm like, I'm like it's De Niro. I, I need to get him. So I literally jumped out in front of him on the red carpet and I said something about like, so so are you getting ready for award season? And he, he, he turns to me and he's like, am I getting ready for award season? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, sure, I'm ready for it. And he walked away and I was like, <laughs> oh. I just like my whole like I just was I I think I might have collapsed like from the outside in I just like shrank into myself I was like that was humiliating and I didn't realize afterward they were like yeah he's like that that's how he is that's just who he is 
<laughs> the worst when a celeb looks at you and they're like, that is the stupidest question. You're like, oh, damn God, it. God. Damn it. I, I didn't think it was that bad, but now that you story like of my that, life. Like an idiot. Oh, I don't know, Adam. I don't know how you do. I don't Dude, know how you Because I don't have time to prepare. So I'm just like, ah, I'm just trying to get as much out as possible. I'm like, ah, what's your phone number? Like, ah, damn it. Like, what? No. <laughs> you guys do like the ambush interviews. Like, you just, it's like camera in your face and you just start asking questions. Like, you could get any kind of reaction. You could, you know, you can get pushed away. You can get like, just get get out of my face. It's, like you could hear everything. You Jen, let me, let me tell you about a game that I love to play with Adam. Think of a celeb, throw their name out, and he will fucking come up with a question in two seconds for them. Like it could be the most random person. I know, just I know throw, he does. Go, throw out a name and he'll come up with a question. Go for it, random uh, person. Random person. Um, <laughs> Tia Leone. Tia Leone. <laughs> Leone, if you had a Siamese uh, sister and she was gay, would you go and connect at the asshole? Would you guys actually still like? How would that relationship be? I'm oh, sorry, that was weird. Uh, Billy on the street does that stuff a lot. I know, no. Like yeah. Leone, you were married, uh, married to David Duchovny. Leone, when he had a sex addiction, how did you feel during that? How did you help him during that situation? Oh the best part is, I was like, oh, Tia Carrere. Oh wait, wrong person. Damn it, I would have had a bad question. Another one too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! No, you are brilliant at that, and I don't it's, know. I don't know how. I just don't. You you get some really freaking good responses. You got Oprah to open up. Oprah's to my you. girl. Uh, Numerous times. Oprah comes out. I, she's all, "What's up, Adam?" Yeah. I love it. It's fun, but you know what? To me, that's what makes it exciting. Like when you're on the red carpet. Don't be wrong. Like I love like the you do red carpets more than I have. I've done red carpets. A good amount, you know, because I've this I've been doing it for ten years. When I do the red carpets, it's almost easy because it's fun because everyone is so kind of not used to my style, this ambush type of style. So everyone kind of sits and waits for the publicist or celebrity to come to them. I'm like, "Yo, Idris, what's up, buddy? Get over here, dude. Come here." And I scream for them to come. I'm like, "Yo, what up?" And they're like, "Okay." But when I do the street stuff, that's like the adrenaline part that I love because it makes it exciting with the publicist kind of like, you can't talk to him, like, fuck you. You know, like, it's just like, I'm going to talk to the celebrity. I know them, you know? I could ne the, the anxiety that I feel watching you do those interviews is like <laughs> off the chart. I had, it's so, I had like, you know, I know David Spade pretty well. David Spade, uh, he had a publicist once who did not like me at all. And all of a sudden, it, it bothered, and there was a few actually people that celebrities who I knew, but the publicist hated me, and would drive the publicist crazy when the when the celebrity go, no, I want to talk to them, I want to talk to him, that's my boy, yeah. I want to talk to him, and that pissed this that pissed the publicist off so much because there's so many of her clients who did not want to talk. She'd be like, no, you can't talk to him, you can't talk to him. I'm like you're you're definitely doing this over power because I know who these people are. It's cool. I'm not trying to make them look bad. And then a few of their clients were like, no, I want to go talk to him. He's cool. And then happened moves. And I, actually, it worked out well for me and the celebrity because because of that, I always made sure to make them look cool, to make them look good in the on YouTube, on the internet, on TV. So, um, but you've done a lot of the big events, the Academy Awards, the, the you know the huge events. What what's the vibe like when you're on the red carpet for those big events? It's crazy. It's you know, it, and it varies from like carpet to carpet. So I've done I've done them all now, um, and it depends on where you are too. Like for the Golden Globes, that was my favorite uh, because we were right up there. We had a platform. 
Um, and we were doing interviews as soon as people got out of their cars and like started walking the carpet. I'm glad he's paying attention. Uh, and <laughs> I'm listening. And, but for the for the Academy Awards, those which which ended the award season, completely different animal. Uh, we we were at the governor's ball, and by the time the celebrities were at the governor's ball, which is where they get their like awards engraved and like you know it's like the after party a little bit nobody's coming over to talk to you so we probably got two people uh at the academy awards which is considered the biggest night of award season so it's, it's hit or miss but you know for the for the golden for the golden globes it's a lot more relaxed um it, it's it's almost like the the party version of the Oscars. So, like, we were drinking champagne. We were giving celebrities shots and these like bracelets that we that we had. Um, trivia, just like fun stuff. I love the Globes. That's my favorite of the awards. The Golden Globes is the best. It's like, like you said, oh, it's like best. the fun one. It's like the one I think celebs show up even just more relaxed because they're like, we're gonna have a good time tonight. It, whoever's yep. hosting is gonna be funny. You know, there's yep. booze out the everywhere. Yeah. So, like. I think they just come in feeling a lot more relaxed. So you get better answers. You get better content. And then, yeah. I mean, like, this, like, yeah, everyone's drinking, like, on the carpet. Like, they're handing out champagne like it's water. Like, it's great. It, it's it's a really fun night. And what's the ones the worst? The, the worst of it? Is the Oscars terrible? I mean, what's the worst the Oscars. Why is that? Is it just so serious? It's very serious. It's very buttoned up. No hijinks. Like, everyone's on the carpet. Everyone's, like, slammed into each other. Um, you, there's no platforms for anybody. And by a platform, it's like a little structure that like the, the publicists will walk their celebrities up. We have a lot more space. We have our own branded section. It's like a controlled thing. You get to spend more time with them at the Oscars. No, you're like, you're like crammed in with everybody else. You're behind a hedge. So you have to like lean in to like talk to the person. It's just, it's, it's kind of more of a shit show than, than, the other the other do, awards do you think just because the academy awards can make or break someone's career so if they get an, an academy award that night their whole career trajectory changes so they're just on edge yeah they're on edge yeah it's it is it's like a it is a crowning achievement in an actor's career so you know this this is like now you're not just an actor you're an academy award-winning actor um and that that can mean so much for someone after they're done so there's a lot of like build up to it like, ooh, I'm going to be either super happy or super crushed and disappointed. So there's that sense of anxiety going in that I think, and, and a lot of people just won't even talk. Like, we, okay. we yeah, that's rank, it. Rank, rank these from favorite to least. You've got Globes, Grammys, or VMAs. Ooh, I didn't do the VMAs. Um, Globes, number one, best. And then, yeah, Grammys was was number two. Although, I mean, this year I have to say the Grammys that was a that was a. We we found out that Kobe Bryant died that day. I was in I was in the um, makeup chair getting ready for the Grammys uh, when I got a text from my producer saying that Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash and everything changed. And so I, I don't even know what a normal Grammys is like. Um, and I, and I feel like the, the Grammys has kind of been cursed, right? Because Whitney Houston, didn't Whitney Houston died like the night Rihanna before. Got beat before. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So so a lot of bad stuff has happened right before the Grammys that I don't think there's been a normal one in quite some time. Very true. 
Very, very true. Mm -hmm. Is there one question, like, I, I, you know, I do the stupid videos of asking people what they're wearing. Like, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? The designer? <laughs> I, that's my favorite, by the way. Like, is it fashion forward or fashion backward? <laughs> they're so stupid. They're like, it's fashion forward. Obviously. They, they think it's like a serious thing. It's so funny. I'm like, it's... you understand he's playing you right now. It's hysterical. But that it started from actually the Time One Hundred red red, car red carpet because after next door to me, like the guy in the who was doing the interviews next to me, he was doing for some outlet. I don't even know which outlet, and they kept bringing him over every, every like every celebrity, any person from random people to big people, and they'd be like, "Hey, are you interested in Susie B?" You know, and in Susie B, some random person, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, of course," and they bring him over, and he doesn't have enough time to research him. Like, oh, who are you wearing? Oh, every single person, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Does that piss you off when you have to ask people who they're wearing? Like, do you like asking that question? Because it's so stupid. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like asking the question. I know you have to ask the question, um, unless it's like like a Cynthia Erivo, where she all. I mean, she's always wearing something like amazing. Like if if and her look is always amazing. But like the men, I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care. Black um, tux or a black tux? Who are you wearing? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> who are you wearing? No, that's my least favorite question. That's usually a filler question that I ask if I, have, if I either don't know the person or um, run out of questions to ask. Who's the best looking person you've seen in person? I mean, right, male yeah. and female. They're the one they're just like, wow, that's a gorgeous person. And it's not just makeup. Like, like they're male, just... definitely, it would be um, Brad Pitt, um, obviously. The female, the, the oh, um, Anna de Armas. She is really? The, yeah. She is the most beautiful uh, woman that I've seen on the carpet. Or Charlize. I mean, Charlize is, like, stunning. And she's, she's tall. like a giraffe. She's so yeah. tall. Yeah. Does she have, um, here, here's a question. Does she have good skin, though? Because I feel like there's a lot of these oh, actresses that... Oh, she has that... great skin. That's something... Yeah. She, you know who has the best skin that I've seen is Rachel Brosnahan. The best skin in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, but she's young. She's Flawless. got, like... She, she doesn't have like that tint to her skin like she's very kind of white you know like it's like a porcelain doll like she's like her skin is like like just it i don't think it's ever seen the sun like she just is a beautiful woman yeah it's funny you say that because um I, I, and I gotta agree with you with uh, Charlize. Charlize's skin she's very tall she stands out like she feels like she's a tr she looks like she, she looks like the oscar almost like a female oscar <laughs> she is, she's very statuesque and like she yeah she really is and she has these like brilliant blue eye or green whatever it is it's it's not brown her eyes are just like they pop like she's just like she exudes her own light <laughs> which is crazy but Anna de Armas is gorgeous I was like mm, your eyes bright green like she's just a beautiful woman have you, she ever, really is. have you ever gotten surprised by someone's bad complexion? You don't have to say a name or anything, but I'm just because uh, I've, oh, I've yeah, been in front of a couple of celebs yeah. that I'm like, holy For sure. crap! You have For a sure. lot of makeup on, and you can tell that it is gnarly under there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've, I've ran into a couple of people like that, and you're like, oof, wow, that's a lot of makeup. And then they photograph, and they look beautiful. So it's like, mm. who knows? I, I there's a lot of bad skin in Hollywood, um, despite the Botox. Um, who? Who was it who I interviewed who was um, older and I was like, damn, he looks good. Um, he was in Miami Vice. He was in Knives Out. What is uh, his name? Uh, Don Johnson. Okay. Don Johnson. Don Johnson's like 70-something years old. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. 
What is what is the trick though? What do you think all these male actors are doing? I'm asking that for myself. Like, what are the male actors doing that they just look great? Is it just rich? There's a lot of cleanses. There's a lot of juicing going on. I'm sure there's some Botox. I'm sure there's some, you know, uh, chemical peels. Yeah, I don't they have, have a lot of help. All that crap. They're I'm doing the good. They're doing the good mentally. Botox too. Yeah, they're doing the good Botox. Not the Groupon Botox. They're doing like the. <laughs> 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 Not the Groupon Botox. Yeah. yeah, they have all the top, all the top doctors. <laughs> it's well, crazy. Do you think Brad Pitt ever had work done? Oh, for sure. I'm sure he has. I wonder what he's done. Like, I, you know, I'm curious what he's done or yeah, what. Like, you can't be too drastic with it. Like, there's, there's ways. You know, like, you know, you get a little Botox in your forehead. Um, you do like a little zhuzhing, like in this area. What's there's a like zhuzhing? If you, if you, eh, like a juvederm. A you know what I mean? Like a. Uh, an okay. injection here, like a peel there. Like it, if you do it subtly enough, you won't be able to tell. And then they have so much time in between movies a lot of the time. So, you know, you don't see them. And they get to sleep 10 hours a day. Yeah. Man, I need that do life. Something. And some Botox. I know. Don't we all? <laughs> well, I've gotten Botox before, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk. It's all right. But it might, it might go, the, the dermabrasion stuff, that's not feminine, right? If a guy did that. What's uh, like the the peels and stuff? That's not a feminine thing. Botox, it's like okay. It's like getting your nails buffed out. You know what I mean? Like it's like a it's like a it's like a pedicure. Like you just it's not feminine or masculine. How long does it take you to get ready for the like when you go to and uh when you're gonna go do the Academy Awards or the Grammys and stuff? How long does it take? It takes me um, probably a couple of hours between hair and makeup. A solid two hours. Oh, they budget two hours. Sometimes it doesn't take that long, but you know. But okay, here's the question: Why is that any different from normally your normal going on air for any other show? You're not doing two hours of makeup before hosting extra at night, are you? No. So no, why is it so different it is, for a red carpet? It's it's the hair. It's all in the hair. Like I, I every red carpet that I've done, I've done hair extensions, um, and they have to fart with that. You know, it's like a lot of hairspray. It's a lot of just like pinning and making sure that everything's like in place. Um, and you do do a, a, some extra makeup on on the carpet. Yeah, it's not it's not like they they try to keep my makeup minimal at extra mm-hmm. because Lisa, my boss, doesn't like me wearing a lot of makeup, uh, and that bothers me. Because I'm so used to it. I'm so <laughs> used to caking on the anchor, morning anchor makeup that like, you know, now I'm like, I feel naked. I feel naked going on TV. But I got to tell you, being an audience, that's a better look, I think. Because it's like, oh, it's like more what? natural. You're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So much makeup caked on on the celebrity's face. Also, I also, nice. I feel like I feel like a lot of men. Do a lot of men like women who don't wear that much makeup? That's true, I'm, right? I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think it looks better when it's not like caked on. I think when it looks a yeah. little more natural. I'm not saying you don't have to wear anything, but I think it looks better. Yeah, I, just, I feel like you're you're seeing like a real woman's face. Men don't wear makeup, so we're seeing your real face. You yeah. know, so I don't know what it would be like to have that in reverse. Like, I don't think I would like dating someone who had a ton of you know cakey makeup on. You're not seeing the real person. Well, when you go on, when you're on the red carpet, are the men wearing makeup? Yeah. They have to. Yeah. They have to. If they're going to be in front of yeah. all those cameras and lights, you and have to or you look they, dead. They, yeah. They, they do the powder thing and they do all that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's good to know. Have you seen a man do like the, the makeup person come up to him and start patting him down while he's on the red carpet? Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen, I've seen a lot of the publicists will carry a lot of those like uh, oil 
oil dabbers. Yeah. Yeah, and like dab away the oil. Um, yeah, and then some powder. I haven't seen a lot of it because I, I think that guys, you know, the men especially, they're, they're very aware of all the cameras that are around them. So they probably don't like to be seen, you know, powdering up like that. What, was Brad powdered up when you were that close? Uh, oh, yeah. He had a little bit of sweat, a little bit of like, but it wasn't even sweat. It was like a mist. It was, it was, it was just like, glowing. It was just a glow. It was a glow. Yeah. <laughs> have you gone to any parties? Now that you're in L.A., have you gone to any parties in the Hollywood Hills at like a sick mansion? Um, No, I have not. I, I like to keep to myself. I've Listen, I've, I've, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I've gone to a couple. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that, right. Yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have. And you don't have to say names, but has an A-list celebrity or B-list celebrity hit on you yet? Yes, yes. Okay, so yes. now you can say names. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I will never tell. Do they? But how did they do it? Did they slide in the DMs, or was it on the red carpet, or was that a premiere? How did it happen? I've gotten a little bit of both. I've gotten a celebrity whose publicist gave me uh, his number or oh, and then what asked a for my out. number. Yeah, I've gotten the DMs before. Um, and, the, you know, there was at least a couple of celebrities that I've met on the apps, believe it or not. So, Who's, it? Who's the biggest name you've seen on Raya? Wait, what's Raya? What? Raya is... No, that's not true. You can't just take a no one. It's like that's not everyone talks about it. But Raya is a dating site for it's actually not just dating. They're also sort of like a social like a networking part of it, too. It's dating and networking. Um, but it's you have to be approved to be on it. So a lot of people are people that are kind of in the industry. Um, they're they're kind of you can't screenshot it. You There's some sort of a little bit more privacy to it. So that's what it is. If you screenshot, you get you kind of get warned or you could get thrown off. So you cannot screenshot. Um, but people feel a bit more safe being on Raya because it is a little more private. It is a little more – you need to be – I wouldn't say successful. How, how, so how many members do they have for this thing? It is popular. It is. Um, and, and it's half the time you have to be like verified on Instagram, which means like you have to have somewhat of a following. Um, and you do – and like they, they do – I think – I don't know if you have to have – Oh, yeah, you have to have a friend pass. So, like, somebody has to invite you to be on the app in the first place, and that's kind of how you get in. Um, I got invited through my friend Baruch, Baruch Shemtov. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, then you, like, pass on the friend pass, and you pay it forward and whatever, but uh, that's not a guarantee that you're going to get in. Uh, the, there's, like, a team of people who vets you, and, like, they do little background checks, and they figure out if you are who you say you are. So anybody who's on the app, you think, no way is that person. They are. They are. It's weird because I've heard a lot of guys on it. I've seen the only guy, you know, as far as guys, I mean, I heard like John Mayer's on it. But as far as women, I mean, I was told that you saw, um, what's her name? Uh, oh, man, like there's not really too much. Like there, it, you know, I, I feel like I, I haven't, I, I've heard there's not, you know, who, what guys have you seen on there? Um... Oh God, I want to put people on blast. I really don't want to do that because that, that could, I, I listen. I talk to these people for a living. I don't want to put them on blast. <laughs> but I've you. seen, but I, I have seen A-list actors. I've seen athletes, plenty of them. Um, yeah, musicians. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: an A-list actor, what was their opening line to you? 
when they slid into the DMs or what was that? What was it's just it? like a, it was just like a hey Jennifer. Oh, that's it. They no cool funny line. That's it. And I'm like, oh, I don't believe that you are who you say you are. <laughs> <laughs> so then you ask for proof, even like you know, send me a video of you saying my name, and then that's yeah, yeah, I've done that before. And then does the A-list celebrity ask for feet pics? Ew, no. no. <laughs> Ew. God, it all goes back to the feet pics. <laughs> all right, let's end, it, let's end it on feet pics there. Jen, yeah, right? I uh, thank you so much for joining us. You were this wonderful. This was entertaining. This was great. <laughs> thank you for amusing us and uh, telling us your stories of the red carpet and all the other craziness you've gone through in the last uh, year and a half. So yeah. Thank you again. Where can people find you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you can find her at Jen Lommers, J-E-N-N, Lommers, L-A-H-M-E-R-S. Find her on Instagram. Participate in her IG lives. You might find me in there harassing her. Um, Don't DM me for feet pics. Don't. <laughs> and you can watch her on Extra, uh, which is yeah. uh, which is now on Fox, correct? It is. All Fox stations. Check your local listings. And she'll be right there next to Mr. Billy Bush. All right. Well, thank you, Jen. Thanks, guys. Man, that's cool. I See, here's the thing is I find people like her that are in that position so interesting because they meet so many people. And they have so many crazy fun experiences where I really enjoy listening to their stories or hearing their story. Because, you know, when she first came to New York, nobody – like, I mean, I would see her outside Fox. She was just – she she's – you know, she just moved to New York and nobody knew she was. I follow, you know, we kind of like met, we followed each other on social media and she had no followers. And I remember saying to someone, this girl's going to blow up. Like she's going to take off. Well, it was funny because she's like the perfect example of right place, right time. Like she was doing her job and the executive producer of Extra happens to be in her building watching the show, asks her producer for her name, like... You couldn't ask for anything better than that, right? Like, what a sweet gig gets handed to you because you were on air and someone huge happened to be in the building at that time. And not only that, your whole life changes because you have to move, but also you don't have to wake up early every day. You don't have to do these news stories where you have to stand on a corner in the Bronx because of a traffic accident. Like, you get to do nice, good yeah, cool. you get to interview like, you know, Brad Pitt and George Clooney and like sit on a red carpet and like meet the biggest famous people in the world. So awesome. And it's crazy because I mean she's right, you kind of become numb to it. You know, you start to get excited for a while, but then you realize this is your life now. You're going to be interviewing some of the most kind of biggest stars in the world and it becomes a job. And yeah. she's got a good head on her shoulders, you know, she's focused on work and she's getting used to living in LA, but uh you know, I'm proud of her as a friend, and it's very inspiring for other people to hear her story and to see what she's doing and to hear what the what the vibe is like on these red carpet events. I love it. Well, that's cool. But Dax, uh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. You can find us on Instagram. You find Adam at Adam Glenn on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. What's he at TikTok? Well, he be TikToking it up, dancing around. Uh, you can find me at Dax Holt on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those fun social media platforms. And uh, thanks, bud. Another fun episode of Hollywood Rock. Yes, for sure, bud. Uh, sounds good. Follow us. We've got some good guests coming up. Bye. Subscribe. Bye. Bye. A part of media production.